What's up, Mike? It is. Uh, it's been a while. No, surviving so far. It's been too long. So yes, it's time sir. for us to put our wizard hats back on and get back into indeed. Oh, we have uh, portents on the wind, things to come, and things that have already happened. It's uh, exciting. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to complain about why they happened. <laughs> no, we've got uh, we've got quite a bit that's been going on. So we've got um, the data slate. We've got new Chaos Space Marines. We've got you know uh, Cast Knights even making their way out. Um, you know, there's, yeah. so there's a lot we could start with, but probably what everybody's dying to hear about is Thousand Suns and all the stuff that's been happening there. So uh, obviously, the big news is the data slate, and that gives all. Basically, if you think about it this way, it gives like all power armor and Marines and, um, you know, all the stuff associated with it. Uh, basically, they get to ignore AP1, yep. which is, uh, Mike, I think that's that's way more than I was expecting in this update. I mean, yeah, that's actually a pretty huge thing. Um, so one thing that we've definitely noticed the last year or so is that... Uh, Everything's been getting just are almost arbitrarily more and more AP. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Gaunts, their their basic guns have AP now. The Shuriken weapons got more AP now. It's just yeah. the game's become so much more deadly. Uh, so the fact that power armor armies are getting just a, something to give them a leg up. Uh, will go a long ways towards making things a little less terrible. I think it's a good change. I don't think it's yeah. I don't think it's the kind of thing that just all of a sudden breaks the game, but at the same time it the armies that are getting that update needed that update and it's a pretty easy thing to apply across the board. I'm glad they gave it to both the um the loyalist and the and the heretics and um you know the I, I still think you're going to have the armies that have a lot are still going to be having a lot. I mean, they, they are. So in the, in the competitive realm of 40 K right now, you have a very big divide between the armies that are doing well and the armies that are not doing well. And maybe it's unfair to say that they're not, that they're doing or or that they're not doing well. Uh, It's more that there are the armies that have and the armies that have not. Um, There's armies that have, stacks and stacks of rules that are well-priced and they can just flat out unbalance you on the table. Uh, And then they're the armies that you have to have basically a perfect game and that might not be enough. Um, We've seen that most of the new codexes that have been coming out have been rather strong on the power side. You have Tyranids, you have Harlequins, um, interesting enough, the Eldar side of that I was thinking was going to be pretty strong. So far, that hasn't really, I guess, proven itself to, to be the case. They, they seem to yeah. kind of keep the restraints on there, which kind of surprises me where it's like, okay, so half of this book you got right and half of it you didn't. Like, what? <laughs> like, I don't quite understand where they're so... getting the points, where they're getting, you know, the balancing on this stuff. And the only thing I can think of, Mike, and maybe what they're doing is they're looking at the points for the data slates on their own in a vacuum and then they're layering rules on top and they're not applying points to the things based on those rules. 
Yeah. So a bit, a lot of what I think happens here is that the like, so look at the new Eldar Codex. Um, in a vacuum, it makes sense. Uh, it, I, the the I would say this is actually the more most lore accurate Eldar Codex that I've ever played. Um, the the they've sort of shuffled some of the units around, put them in more appropriate spots. They've adjusted their special rules. They've and all these things, they've really made Harlequins what they're supposed to be again, which is on paper, they're supposed to be a supplemental force to a larger Drakari or Grapple army. The problem is, well, they buffed everything about them, and they also They were collapsed. already pretty good? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Harlequins are already very good on the Pure merits of their data sheets. In the previous, back when in the previous codex, when they were standalone, the Harlequin units were all very powerful. Their detachment abilities and all of that was kind of lackluster, in my opinion. But they got by on the sheer strength of how powerful their troops were and their characters and. The bikes. That well, yeah, we good. remember back to our games, Mike, where it was stout. I mean, your Harlequins mm -hmm. against against Thousand Suns, and this was the tail end of Eighth Edition. Yep. And even then, I mean, we saw at the end of Eighth and into the early Ninth, Harlequins were super, super strong. Um, yep. And there were a bunch. I mean, a bunch of people that were winning majors with them, um, yeah. just on the fundamentals of the fact that they're super fast. They're very killy. Uh, and they pay, they're very they're very like um, and we've had this discussion before where Eldar are specialists and Marines are generalists yeah. and they're they're very specialized in what they do so there's no waste right there's no yeah. I can handle multiple situations it's just I do what I do and nothing can really handle it uh, they yeah. they move very quick they get out they they, they assault you and you know pretty much you just aren't going to have anything left to respond with yeah. Um... But the, the, the thing that really makes me laugh is that's not the list we're seeing be successful before this data sheet, though. No, not at all. They, uh, like I said, they, they, they retuned all of the detachment abilities for Harlequin. So they collapsed them down from six to three. And two of the, the other two, so like Twilight and whatever the other one is, honestly, they're okay. Uh, I think they're, they're powerful. They play more to the traditional strengths of the Harlequin army and that they just multiply what they're good at. But the light one is bonkers um, because, as we've seen, it more or less makes you immune to shooting armies. Um, and then the fact that they also took the worst unit in the list, which was the Voidweaver, which I always took as sort of a joke because, hey, I have to. But now they just overtuned the crap out of it. Is it? Um, let me ask this: Is it the points that aren't right on these? Like, are the profiles themselves just so good that you no. can't balance it with points, or is it literally no. just they just massively underpriced these units? So I think the, so. What we're seeing here is honestly, I feel this is a knee-jerk reaction, but the problem is when you combine. The light side hith with them overtuning the prism cannon on the void weavers, 
which let me tell you, they, they already get got a ton of shots because they get six shots of heavy of shuriken fire, of shuriken cannon fire. So it's damage two now, uh, which literally doubles the damage off those guns. And then they just went nuts with the prism cannon. Uh, that thing is dealing more damage than it has any right to deal. And then the side of light just allows you to make it much more durable than it has any right to be. The, 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 always the trade-off has been that if you are taking a Harlequin vehicle, it has six wounds in this T6 with a 4-up save. It, a heavy bolter sneezes at it and it dies. It's just if now the heavy bolter is only hitting on fours and you're minus like getting penalties to wound and you have all these buffs, it's much more difficult to shift a unit like that. Mm -hmm. um, well, I don't want to dwell too much on this because obviously we're, yeah. we're well, know, obviously they fixed it. They they, so. they they I do believe they have fixed it. And the, and on the fix, I am glad that they took the points approach rather than the opposite of that, which I think a lot of people were assuming they were going to just yeah. reduce the amount of, uh, or the unit size to two from three. Um, and the reason I like that they did the point adjustment is because if you just simply reduce the unit size, all the points that are there still are get to get... pile into other stuff, yeah. right? So Probably get dumped into troops. Exactly. So now, now what you're doing is you're by, by increasing the points, you can still take tons of them, sure. But, I mean, what is it, like 900 points or something like that? Ridiculous yeah, now so for that? so it's 130 per model. Right. So it's 390 times three. That's about 1,000 uh, points somewhere 70. in there. Yeah, uh, well, 1,100. Yeah, so at the end of the day, you're, you're drastically fixing the area where the problem was and not making it so that, okay, we just – we keep those units – incredibly underpriced and then we still max the amount we you know you're still taking six of them but now there's all this other stuff you have to deal with as well and that's yeah. essentially what would have happened so i'm glad they did that yeah now it definitely needed to get the points increase now i it was a significant points increase it was it, i, I but, think they might have been a little enthusiastic with it but we'll see how it plays out um yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the points are kind of the things like Dark Eldar. They've they've been drastically underpriced for a long time. Um, yeah. Thankfully, they finally got the rules to a point where, you know, the points weren't quite the issue. But I have a suspicion that the with Dark Eldar right now, their real problem was never fixed, and they're going to still linger here under you know basically under the thumb of these stronger armies that now as they get nerfed you're now going to see that Dark Eldar win percentage start to come back up again. And maybe yeah. the folks that were playing Harlequins go back to playing Dark Eldar. I mean, I, I assume yeah. a lot of them just, they, they love their pointy ears and, you know, they hop between those armies, you know, depending on what the, what's fun to play. Um, you know, and that's like Marine players. They do the same thing. So I'm not, not pointing fingers at filthy Xenos players, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, hey, I resemble that comment. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a, uh, it's a low key, uh, low key shot across the bow there. <laughs> yeah, but um, a couple more changes came out. Um, one of which actually does affect us pretty strongly, but the indirect fire change is also 
Oh, it's great. I, I love it. I, I've I've hated how prevalent indirect fire weapons have become. There's no reason not to take them. Well, now there is. Um, yeah. But the so now the interesting I thing though is if playing. that's the rule, if that's the rule, it's going to be interesting if people stop to, like or or they start reducing the price on things like uh, hydras and manacores and things like that. Um, well, that's the thing. It's going to be interesting. Are, are unaffected. So the only ones who are immune to this rule change is guard. And so I think we'll still see guards still take their whatevers. But well, well help me out. How did how did I how did I miss that that guard is not affected by it? Because did it just say little, they're ignored? Yeah, attacks okay. made with indirect fire by Ashton Militaria models are unaffected by any of the indirect weapon rules okay. presented above. <laughs> Well, that's, that should serve David to read the damn rules. Read, David. Read. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it'll... What this will do, though, is it'll change up, for instance, what weapons Suriani players play, because... Sure. Night spinners. All of the heavy weapons that we take are indirect fire weapons. Uh, the dumb uh, Mechanicum hover tanks, their yeah. ignore cover gun becomes a effective towel. Uh, with well, the, SMS... The, uh, I mean, it really, systems. it really nerfs yeah, SMS quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll affect Marines much. Um, for Marine armies, both. No one's taking them. Corpse worshiping and yeah. the good guys. Uh, the. Uh, no, no one's taking them. Sort of, yeah, fell That's by the, the side of the mission yeah. again. Yeah. You can Most look at the you can look at the Scorpius. Down. I mean, Chaos for some reason just doesn't believe in artillery anymore. For I mean. Well, yeah. God, for, God forbid that they, we actually talk about Iron Warriors a little bit, but yeah. But so, in addition to go the Scorpius, everyone was taking. Oh, it was, it was amazing! It, it was, was amazing. an amazing tank. It was like you could do anything. Like, why didn't you have three? Forge roll was running out of resin. They were printing so many, and then they increased the points on. Them. They priced them out. Yeah, and so it's no longer like the the best thing. To take. And to be and to be fair, in, when you face. You know, I don't know that everybody get, has the chance to face, you know, line up against, like, if you're playing Thousand Suns, when you line up against, like, three mana cores and, you know, they have the Relic Acadia or whatever, and you just literally watch your your army get melted off the table and you haven't even gone yet, and it's all indirect fire, meaning you couldn't even have hidden to begin with, it, it it's a bad feeling. You know, it is yeah. a re- really bad feeling. So I'm, I'm really happy to see the way they applied the rule or the way they they added that rule to really kind of fix that. Um, it doesn't necessarily make indirect fire completely worthless. Um, and I still, I mean, again, like you said, on the on the on the guard side, that's still going to be something that's kind of a problem. But what we've seen, uh, where I was talking about things getting hit, where I've what we've seen through this edition is that indirect fire weapons generally get priced a little bit higher than what we're used yeah. to seeing. Um, not not necessarily overpriced, they just kind of get a tax applied to them. For yeah, being able to as that. they should. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I find kind of interesting here is the wording on the modifiers. So it is the... Uh, so the, the core rules of 40k are you cannot modify a roll by more than plus or minus one. Well, the indirect fire rules, that's not what they do. At least not for the ballistic skill. It's a they modify the ballistic skill of the attack by one, and so it's 
I'm wondering if this stacks with other modifiers on the roll because of that. Because it, I assume the, it does. Yeah, because the armor does. thing does explicitly add one to armor saves. Right. Uh, which is uh, the more traditional and, wording. And I might be wrong. I mean, I'm already over one on like rules clarifications here tonight, but I I might be wrong here. But I I do believe that the wording around modifiers really just focuses on hit and wound modifiers. Like those mm -hmm. are the ones that are capped at one or minus one. Um, yeah. You know, when you get into armor saves and stuff like that, I think that's yeah. where you can like stack all those dust and cover. You know, a good example. Yeah. You know, that 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 kind of thing. I, I do believe those interactions still um, still happen. Now, funny funny thing, we just happened to be talking about this earlier. Um, there's there's been a whole bunch of like interesting interactions this this edition. Um, a funny one that comes up with Thousand Suns is actually in the mirror match. So the stratagem that we have that reduces damage by one the way it does it is it actually modifies the characteristic of the weapon um, it doesn't apply a minus one to the damage stack the i say stack the damage result that's there it's not just hey it's minus one it's your characteristic is minus one in much the same way as when you're applying all this dust where d3 damage doesn't give you all uh doesn't give you all this dust um the characteristic is really important here the Ori or uh, Agligan's Ori that we have, which is one of the you know, best relics, I think, in the game, where it just lets you ignore hit wound, hit wound and damage modifiers. Th the funny thing is, is this actually doesn't work against ourselves. So like if you use the, if you use the stratagem, like if you're doing, uh, I don't know, you've got a Leviathan or something that shoots a bunch of my Scarab Occult, and I go, hey, okay, I'm popping this stratagem, minus one damage. Um, and you've got, or sorry, a contemptor. So you've got the Ori there and you're hitting me with two damaged weapons or your Volkites or whatever. Uh, you can't use the Ori to over, <laughs> override the minus one damage into the Scarab Occults because it is not a modifier. It's actually applying to the characteristic, just like we were talking about. So there's like all sorts of these really weird interactions that we're finding uh, where like, does it modify the characteristic or does it modify um, something that, isn't considered a modifier like a uh, like transhuman or something like that. So, um, yeah, yeah, yep. And then uh, the other big shakeup is they changed how bodyguard rules work, which I find really interesting. Doesn't I don't think it really hurts us that bad. I well, it doesn't hurt us. It helps us. Yeah, because now the uh, if you the want to use a shooting option. Uh, they actually have to, you know, put their bodyguards out like in a place where mm -hmm. they can be shot. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, in some way, it does it does hurt our ability. Like if if your rubric, if you were guarding Aramon with like five rubrics or something like that, and you know you wanted to make it so he couldn't be shot, you you could technically make them have to go through all the rubrics. Um, I guess technically they still have to go through all the rubrics to get to them. Um, yeah. But the, the, it doesn't make it so that he literally can't be shot. So it doesn't block, um, it doesn't block snipers from getting to him. The, the reason I said it doesn't really hurt us that much is because a lot of our stuff is already power armor with four up invulns and there's very few things in the game like sniper weapons have been toned down so much uh, that yeah. isn't really that much in the game that is really to be feared. 
Um, I do think there's some cool things like Necrons with their death marks where they can bring the death marks in alongside your stuff yep. that comes in and reserves. That actually can be quite good. Uh, but the, the overall change to it, I think, is pretty good. Um, maybe, maybe it makes people take Terminator armor sorcerers rather than regular sorcerers as kind of the, you know, I want to say baby sorcerers, but the, the lesser sorcerers that we have. And maybe that just becomes a better option there. So you can kind of bring, not worry about if he has to get shot or not. Mm -hmm. I think that's a definitely a consideration we'll have to make. Yeah. Um, I, I always preferred the Terminator Sorcerer, but that's because I like being able to teleport strike him in. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I play like a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> You remember the uh, the uh, Terminator Sorcerer in Eighth with the uh, the Cult of Magic, like oh yeah, that, that was that's like, well, great. <laughs> I'm gonna blow up half your army now. There's nothing you can do to stop me. Like, what was what? it on our game? You Kaboom. had like you had like two Death Jesters, like yeah, a Spirit he, Seer, and he just comes in. He goes, "All right, you're all dead." <laughs> yeah, he killed, like uh, it's like a unit, a, a five man troop. He hit, and then three characters. It's like, well, they're dead. Like, that and then there were smites and, and I think it was like an infernal gateway at that point which man it really hurts not having an infernal gateway anymore but... yeah. <laughs> oh, man. although I guess you could you could do kind of like a sneaky um, you know 90 points summon a chains caster and <laughs> now I got my <laughs> infernal gateway and go at it that way so. yeah if you, if you really wanted to yeah. uh, I, I don't know how long the summoning is for this world though we'll see I, I i feel like if you so i feel like it really could go anywhere because the, if you look at a lot of the books that have been coming out the they've been doing a good job staying true to like what the army does um you know thousand sons is a really good example where they they just they focus on the psych, psychic aspect of it um and, and the book itself is internally balanced really well. Um, what they, so with like demons, I definitely expect that summoning is a possibility. <laughs> I don't know if that's a, that's an expectation I have. I think I could easily see it disappear as much as it stays in the game. Um, but I think the stuff that you're seeing with the chaos knights is kind of a hint at what we might see with demons, a similar type of like reward mechanism that's there. Um, I don't think it's out of the question though, that if they, if they have summoning, maybe they adopt more of like an Age of Sigmar mechanic. Tyranid's got something real similar with, um, was it Turvagons, where they, they are perfectly happy to just let you summon units for free. Um, I, I could see it happening. Yeah, I mean, well, then again, it could go away, and that's not an option anymore. And I think, to be honest, a lot of cast players would probably be upset about that. So I think what will, well, the way I would figure they'll do it is sort of like they did with Harlequins. Um, you have the option to bring a detachment of demons alongside your Chaos Space Marines. Um, 
but uh, I don't know. I so I, I guess I, I've lived in both worlds of summoning. Seventh edition, it was the most overpowered, broken nonsense ever, and then every edition thereafter, it was. What was that sixth edition? Yeah, so one of these editions when it first came out it was terrible, and then every edition thereafter, it's been more or less useless outside of a few fringe cases. Um, the feculent narrow law yeah. being a uh, definitely like the uh, example where I fe- feculent fire uh, fire alarm you have in the background. Deep in a yeah, I was just looking for that. It's like, where <laughs> is this thing? <laughs> Just, okay, it's just it's the right funny. time, right when we're recording a podcast, knowing which one, knowing which one it is. Yeah, I well, we've it was got one in the living room, but we're gonna have to probably edit this out. Okay, yeah, good. Or we right, leave it in and we just let people just do it live. There we go. All right, it's dead. Nice. I killed it. Speaking of All killing, praise the Amasai. Yeah, speaking of killing, let's uh, we can talk about Chaos Knights a little bit here. Um, oh man, that's actually gonna be real cool. I the like it. Implications of that article are uh, kind of astounding. Well, where do if we you think about it? Where do we start? Do we start with the new stuff that they've announced, or do we start with just the fact that you know you, you will probably be able to bring a a knight along with your army and not have it break the mono faction rules? Yeah. So to me, that's the biggest thing. Um, if, as Thousand Sons, we could bring a 500-some-odd-point knight decked to the nines with guns, and it's also a psyker, that cool. would open up a, a, a lot of options for us, though. Because that, that's the thing is, all of our heavy support choices are kind of, eh, they exist. Whereas... A knight tyrant, yeah. A knight tyrant with, like, <laughs> just loaded to, like... For bears, there you Giant go. Zeech Warhorn on its helmet or on, on top of it, you know, just yeah, yeah. Doing, I think just that, walking around doing a lot of nothing wrong. Yeah, that that <laughs> honestly would be pretty amazing uh, for list building for us. Um, and then the other thing that they uh, mark the favor yeah. system looks interesting. Um, the ones that they showcased they are actually all really good uh so the blessing of the dark master is actually mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous so it seems like what you do based on what they're saying is you you do certain things to gain tallies essentially and then to gain the favor you have to you, you essentially gain a tally mark to a, to a certain degree so like your war dog you only have to get five but your tyrant you have to get 15 um and then they have like the abhorrent class which is like your your regular big knights that's 10 so yeah you know it's it's interesting because then you can align with different chaos gods in there and get different things like the the corn one is really interesting um and maybe a, a sign of things to come with with corn demons where they just get to ignore involuntaries on the flip side, you don't get invuln saves, but, but but you you get to ignore invuln saves, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so I don't expect that they'll give something like that to uh, you know blood letters or anything, mostly because that'd be just 
a death sentence for them. I, I, like, I mean, as a as a stratagem, like three points on your blood letters, like maybe fight again becomes your blood letter unit can ignore inbounds. Yep. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome, actually. That'd be very corny too. Just like let the blood flow. <laughs> corny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I uh, the the favor system. I have some questions about it. Uh-huh. Uh, because you want to talk to the favor manager? Well, I mean, it's ten kills. <laughs> like, is it? Is it that's the number ten of models. Units, ten models. Yeah, I, I don't know. Does it say yeah. in the article here? I'm, I'm looking. It, it, it did somewhere. Yeah. A certain tally of kills is all it says. That's great. Thanks. So it doesn't specify. Yeah, this is my main question, though. Is so I'm assuming that's models, but let's say I'm running against another knight army or some sort of mechanized army, where they only have five models. Well, I guess I'm never getting my tally. But do bigger vehicle, bigger units unless they count a, unless they say something like that, like vehicles count as ten, and and you know, yeah, not, super heavies count as like fifteen or something like that. Yeah, I think that would be much more reasonable. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that way, the rule can still sort of reliably see play even against odd matchups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the the ones they previewed, ironically, they didn't. They did not preview um, Zinch or Nurgle in there, which is interesting. But the rumor. Is that the Zinch one? Is that you get to ignore all of the damage for the first failed save for each unit once per turn? That's actually pretty solid. That would be pretty cool. Yep, that would be pretty pretty cool. Um, yeah, and doesn't seem like it would be too oppressive either. It just means you'd you'd probably have to soften stuff up with the light arms fire first. Mm-hmm. Effectively, try to sort of. Yeah. Chip off the first wound first with bolters, and then after you get it, right. okay, now to bring in the big gun. Yep, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, honestly, that there is counterplay there, um, but it does restrict how people can play into. So, yeah, if that is what, what Zinch gets, that's a pretty good. Option. Again, that's the that's the rumor. It's not confirmed or anything, but uh, yeah, both the Slanesh and the Undivided uh, blessings that they had in here are not uh, they're not bad. I like the Undivided theme they've got going, where you don't get to um, re- make rerolls and stuff. I think that's really cool. I hope, yeah, and then I hope the that favorite, continues against Cast Space Marines. Yeah, and then the favorite ability that is kind of ridiculous. Um, it's oh, the yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, the it's like transmutability. Yeah, exactly. It's transhuman for hits, essentially. Yep. That's uh, but, that's pretty good. That's that's yeah. really good, actually. Yeah, though I expect that the uh, blessing of the Dark Master, which is the one we're just talking about, um, will probably one of the more expensive favors. Uh, they do have a points cost associated with them for each class of knight. Yeah, however, one thing I'm curious about, when does when does the thing go into effect? Is it at the beginning of your command phase? The favored ability thing? Yeah. 
I mean, it doesn't say in the article. So the timing on that's really important because if it if it's basically, it, it, my guess is it's in your command phase. So if you think about it, you get a, you get a turn to try and sort stuff out in a game. So otherwise, if it's at the end of the, if it's basically at any point, it just activates. Like once yeah. you get to that, you, you can just do that at any point. Well, essentially the game becomes a lot more alpha strikey again, right? So your knights, yeah. you're gonna have knights out there that are trying to alpha strike a whole bunch of models and your, you know, your 10 cultists right there, like he just obliterated, you know, or 20 cultists or whatever, he just obliterates, you know, 15 cultists out of that blob. And it's like, ha now I behold the mighty power of corn. You know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, or, or, you know, if it's undivided and he, and he does that and now you've got that, uh, now you've got the rerolls. Well, now your, your opponent's response is completely, you know, nerfed at that point just because you killed, you know, 15 cultists or whatever. So, yeah. That that gets a little bit weird. Yeah, no. I had to sneeze. Um, yeah, it, it gets interesting though. This like, thing does yeah, do ahead. though is uh, one thing I've sort of observed from my lofty position of not playing anywhere is uh, <laughs> I've seen a, a lot, sort of a shift towards bringing more bodies in the few events I have gone to effectively with the changes to damage and AP vehicles are sort of not great outside of Chikari and Harlequins. Uh, so we're seeing some Horde armies start to see table play again. Mm -hmm. uh, the favor system plays into that and I think that it could sort of de-incentivize people and it might have a, a night heavy meta mm -hmm. to try to bring a bunch of guys. Yeah, the knights knights always have a have a tendency to have a pretty big impact on the meta. They yeah. generally force you to have to take weaponry designed to eliminate very high wound count tough models like that. Yeah. And it we saw it in eighth edition. I think it happened in seventh edition as well, where they just they unsettle uh, they unsettle our, uh, other armies or the established meta that's there. Now in eighth edition, it was a big problem because they rolled it out kind of almost like in the middle of the edition or like three quarters of the way through, and it was a big problem because there were there were some core flaws to the to the game that kind of got exposed by that, you know, command points and allies and stuff like that. The ninth edition rules, I, I still don't know whether hordes, is there a horde army that can really point efficiently put its army on the table and not get tabled? I mean, that's my real question. Like I mean, in eighth edition, the hardest thing to kill was plague bearers, right? Because you had your five up in yeah. a five up field no pain, and you just had so many bodies. You were T four, you could be minus one to hit. Uh, that doesn't quite sit as well because they're, they're what nine points now, I think, for plague bearers. They're super expensive, mm -hmm. and they don't get the I, well. You can do the minus one, and you I think they have the same rules that they have had the whole time. They're just 
point-wise, they're not efficient for the game. And, yeah, also, uh, I mean... We, incredibly boring to play, too. Yeah, so part of the problem there is that the damage on weapons has increased, which plays poorly, or plays very well into the Plague Bearer's strengths. Right. Uh, it's just the way it's worked out. I just uh, don't know if there's a... is. So your tr- your traditional horde armies are Nurgle, right? Uh, demons, yeah. demons in general, demons, Tyranids, orcs, um, guards, and guard. Yeah. So I think an argument could have been made for orcs um, going into this. Uh, however, I think that with the favor of the dark gods rules coming out, and then the armor of contempt rule, meaning that ch- uh, slugger boys are no longer able to just charge into a mer- unit of marines and just kill them because AP minus one. Uh, I think orc players are going to need to sort of adjust their lists again, which I feel kind of bad for orcs at this point. They got their new book, everything was awesome, they built the, the buggy lists, and then that got nerfed, and now <laughs> they got they sent to, to timeout for the and buggy. Now the, all, <laughs> the like half of their stuff doesn't work against brains anymore. It's like, what the heck? That was supposed to be really good, right? Like, the, oh, the, yeah. the stuff I was hearing before Orcs came out, like, you, you, you'd be talking about... Um, well, the, the trucks were really good and, you know, you were mm-hmm. supposed to be able to move and advance the, the truck, cast psychic powers, get a unit out at the same time, move and advance that unit, shoot that unit, and then charge that unit. Just ridiculous stuff like that. That I, I'm not an orc player. I don't know whether that's legit or not, but even that doesn't seem to be something that in the, in the current meta is something I'm really scared of. Yeah, so I mean, orcs have been. So, who's going through this document? Armor of Contempt is a nerf. The aircraft thing is a direct attack on orcs. Mm-hmm. And direct fire hurts them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the buggy rule hurts them. Like, they've been nerfed four times since their book came out. So it's like. Yeah. It's like, after a certain point, just stop kicking the dead orc. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> Well, I think at this point, most of the Orc players have probably just gone to one of the other Xenos armies that they like to play. Or they're a proper Orc player, and they stick it in. Because uh, You know, hats off to those individuals. Yep. You know, we know that pain very well. Yep. So, let's see. Honestly, I don't think that we'll, that Thousand Sons, other than the fact that we don't have any real heavy weapons, will have a lot of problems with the, the knights. Mortal wound spam is still pretty good, sort of a thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, so there's there's lists I believe you can do right now. You can you can get somewhere around thirty mortal wounds, twenty five to thirty mortal wounds. You can average a turn with a with the right setup with uh, Thousand Suns. Yeah, whether um, you can and... focus all of those in one target though is another question. It's kind of hard to do that, yeah. but. Um, it, it's doable. Um, I I don't know that that alone is good enough. Um, yeah, 
Um, the other thing, though, that I find interesting, so they previewed their you know open profiles for them uh, a couple weeks ago, right? And the the change to the Reaper Chainsword leads me to believe that they're going to nerf Stompy Feet to um, one damage to or two. I, I so they were a D three previously, yeah. um, but so the new Reaper Chainsword it effectively keeps the same like single hit profile of plus six strength AP. Well, now it's minus four, so it's a little better. Damage six. But they gave it a sweep profile, which mm. is effectively what the stomps used to be. So it's strength user, AP minus three, damage two, and it makes three attacks for every yeah. attack on the profile. So if that's what the chain sword does, you know, a, an actual weapon, what are the feet going to do? Yeah. And I think we're going to see that they're probably going to either nerf feet as a weapon or take them away entirely. Which would really change up how knights are played because since their release, knights have effectively been, yeah, my, I have a, a, a shooting knight, but I still have my big stompy feet. So your close combat is a bad knight. idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that um, actually would be really huge because uh, you would essentially be trading away. You might still have pure shooty knights, but you might only have like one now that just sits in the backfield. Whereas you are definitely going to see more of like the rampagers and the despoilers, um, you know, yeah. more of the hybrid, you have a close combat weapon and you're shooting stuff. Yeah. Which that'll be a, a big change though. Cause uh, mm -hmm. that'll reduce the range threats of the night lists dramatically, but still allow them to be a, sort of a, a mixed army. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think that wouldn't be too bad, and I think it would also force you into have to think about maybe not doing the what is it four? You can do what four big knights right now. Yeah, uh, it might force you out of just doing four big knights, and you have to take some baby knights. And yeah. and that I think from a health standpoint, it's probably good. You should have a little more like if you're playing pure knights, you should have a little bit more balance to it like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's just me. Anyways, we also had the um, Chaos Space Marines news that dropped today, and finally, huh. finally, Chaos Space Marine players rejoice! You are finally getting your additional wound. Um, not but only that's that, not that's not all. Not only that, you also are getting three attacks. Uh, it is pretty much the shock assault rule rolled into it, but still good. Um, and then on top of that, they also pointed out that Chaos Space Marines are going to get their own version of basically a, an aspiring sorcerer to lead squads of space or Chaos Space Marines in the battle. Uh, they didn't give very much away in terms of whether it's like a baby smite or a full smite and whether they get access, what powers they get access to, but they seem to be suggesting that it's potentially their own kind of like mini tree of powers that they get. Um, still pretty cool. Cool cool thing for them to be able to do. Um, yeah. A lot of the other stuff seems really good. Uh, I like the uh, the Demon Blade. Very straightforward. Nice. You know, doing Mortal Wounds on sixes. Minus two, two damage. Seems really, really simple. Um, I love the Heavy Chain Axe. 
I mean, <laughs> strength eight, AP four, two damage. That, that's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, there's, there's just really cool stuff like that that's in there. Um, they didn't really give away a lot more other than that, uh, unfortunately. Uh, but I think that that's all stuff that's been just kind of floating around. Yeah, I'm all, I, I am excited. They they do seem to be suggesting that there are going to be quite a few model new models that they get. And uh, in my own opinion, I think one of the things we'll probably see are new Demon Prince models, and that's actually good for Thousand Suns. Yeah, so I'm expecting what we're going to see here is they're going to try to roll in all of the sort of specialty units that they've released for Chaos Space Marines for right. various game, board games and such. So the uh, the new cultists cultists yep. and traitor guardsmen uh, from uh, Blackstone Fortress. The Obviously they make direct mention of the new kill team they just released. Yep. Um, I mean, heck, they've released new Chaos Space Marine and Chosen models and various starter sets that yep. just a whole bunch of new stuff yep. that I'm, I'm hoping that we finally get proper rules for. Now, it does beg the question, though. We're going to find out real quick. There's been a huge rumor that world eaters are getting their own codex. And we're going to find out if the Chaos Space Marine codex doesn't contain world eaters in it. That pretty much confirms it, right? Yeah. I mean, that... I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So people have been, uh, we've been talking about world eaters and emperor's children as their own army for like four, three or four editions. Um, around the time that uh, the, the, all the loyalist marines started getting these supplements, it's like, well, right. what about such and yeah, such? traitors? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think world eaters did actually get a book in seventh edition, and it was actually pretty cool. Um, I think they got two books actually. Well, it there is. was. Um, did they get their own codex in seventh edition, or was so it uh, they Demon got Kin? the yeah the corn Demonkin was a yeah. thing, and then they got the bloody path or something. There was a new book. Uh, it was a supplement featuring blood angels versus uh, world eaters that completely like revamped world eaters and gave them all sorts of formations and. Uh-huh. Uh, it was pretty cool uh, for its, like for what it was. But uh, I don't know. I just... It makes sense for them to get their own books. So I would does. love to see both of them get their own code. I guess my, my main question is what would be in it? Because well, uh, Death Guard have like a bespoke army range at this point. Of, Can... Can they just stuff. do? Can, well, can they can they just do with what they did with Thousand Sons, where they port some stuff from Age of Sigmar? Ah, uh, it would look really weird if they did. I mean, Blood Reavers are effectively cultists. Uh, Blood well, I mean, Warriors what, are effectively corn berserkers. Well, what if it was like this? Ogroth, I suppose. What if it was this? You've got your Chaos Lord. You can still take. You've got. You wouldn't have sorcerers, right? But you've got your Chaos Lord, you've got your Chaplain, you've got your Warsmith or Warpsmith. Um, 
you've got Terminator variants in there as well, so you, and then a Demon Prince. So you've got plenty of HQ choices. Troops-wise, you've obviously got Corn Berserkers, Chaos Cultists. I don't know what else they would put in there. They, that would probably be a special unit that they would have to come out with. Elite-wise, you have your Terminators. You've got your, Mauler, your, your basic... Uh, uh, your Red Butchers. Helbert. You've got your Hellbrew. You've got your Contemptors and stuff like that you can run. Just yeah, like but with the Contemptors are forgeable, so those aren't going to be in the Codex. That's going to be its own thing. No, well, they they might. I mean, so so the, the rumor, I mean, if you look at it Forge World, a lot of the stuff has gone up for last chance to buy so the, there's, the rumor is that a lot of this stuff, especially with Chaos Space Marines, this is when it would happen. A lot of the stuff is actually going to be um, going plastic. Um, the Legion versions of them are not, but the, a lot of the core stuff there is actually going plastic at this point. Mm-hmm. That, that, I mean, that's my, that's my suspicion. So then it, you still have room for all the Forge World stuff, right? But you'd have to have another elite unit of some kind, for sure. Um, maybe yeah. Chosen go in there. Uh, you still have Raptors, Warp Talons. Um, like the thing with, with, core, with World Eaters is a lot of the stuff that doesn't fit for Thousand Suns, like the demon units, like Thousand Suns, you have to design around the fact that their Marines are dust, right? So, it's, yes. so it, it's, it makes it difficult to give them just the Chaos Space Marine versions of that. With World Eaters, you can just take a whole lot of that stuff and just put it in the book. And the whole point of the supplement would be very similar to stuff like the Raven Guard supplement, um, you know, the, the Imperial Fist supplement, stuff like that. But it's not really adding a bunch of units. What it's doing is giving you very unique rules. Um, that's kind of the whole point of the book. And yeah, I think you can pull, I think we're you talking can pull it a off. supplement, which is not a full book. That's it's a modifier on the book, which I've been espousing for years. Yeah. I, I guess we'll have to wait and see because they could have decided that they're gonna roll out a whole bunch of stuff just like Death Guard, but for world leaders and corn. Yeah. And I mean, if they decided to do that, that's off to them. I mean, I hope they you know, remember the Thousand Suns exist and we need that update as well, but I don't know how many more times I can I can bang that drum. I I don't know. But, uh, yeah. uh... It will also be interesting what they do, if they do anything with rhinos, land raiders, predators. Are they going to revamp any of those profiles? Uh, are they going to give them new models? I mean, I don't know about new models. Will they give Iron Warriors Basilisks again? That would be awesome. Uh, hey, they, they just revamped the profile. They get Armor of Contempt. <laughs> I hate you. Hey, just because I'm right doesn't mean you have to hate me for it. Well, you are right. You're technically right. It's like the best kind Which of is right. the best kind of right. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, yeah. So I don't. Currently, we don't see the vehicles getting taken for like in any competitive sense. No, uh, not at all. It's just well, there's, there's two two reasons there. 
Um, so obviously they've started doing the thing that, again, I've been harping on for years. I feel like I'm just an old man. It's like I told you so. <laughs> is uh, they they've started expanding sort of um, expanding the profiles on on models and uh, increasing the points. So Marines are now two wounds. They've gone up in points. There are fewer infantry Marines. Hell, Guard have gone up by three mm-hmm. points since 8th edition. Um, everything's becoming more expensive, a little more slightly more durable, but the weapons are becoming way more powerful because the obviously the idea is that well, this thing should be able to kill a Marine in one hit, so we need to increase the too, but they didn't increase the vehicle wounds any. Yeah. So that yeah. rhino that used to take about three to four las cannon shots, well, las cannon. Some of the las cannons are now doing a D three plus three, right? Or some of the night guns are doing a D D three plus six. Yeah, where they <laughs> Who don't thought have... that was a great idea. <laughs> Give it nine. This isn't efficient enough. Just make it do enough damage. Like literally yep. make it do damage equal to target's wounds. Like that's, that's we're just a step away from that at this point. Pretty much. Uh, so vehicles are the most well, I'm not gonna use that word, it's not very polite. But um <laughs> the the most fragile they have ever been since I've started playing. I mean, the only thing I can think is worse is in 4th edition when the glancing hits could on a roll of a 6 cause a land raider to explode. Um, but it, it's just why why would I bother taking them? They're, they're, sure, yeah, with, with, and Venom yeah. cannons are now damaged too. Everything's damaged too or higher it seems like. Um, yeah. It's just it's yeah, it, just neg- it negates the whole. It negates yes. the whole purpose of the, of the increased wounds. Yeah, and um, you don't have. They don't cost, or they cost too much in points to just take a lot of them. So they I, I can't mean, just make it so that you don't have enough shots. And, and that was typically the, that was typically the formula, right? Like you could have really good stuff, really good damage, really and. Your your counter to that was to take so much of it that you didn't have enough bullets. But yes. now the problem is the stuff that does really good damage like that has so many bullets. There is no counter to that. You you don't have a defensive counter to it. Yeah. I mean, heck, guardsmen now have a rule where on a roll of a six to hit, they automatically wound. Like, why would I take an expensive vehicle like a Land Raider <laughs> when a bunch of what yahoos with las guns can wound <laughs> me automatically on six it's so good it's so good i mean just like it, it made me think of a guy at, at at the austin uh event that had like 300 conscripts in his army and just like okay just swap them out to guardsmen and there you go yep but that's my just... army <laughs> yep so i was just yeah. I, I kind of think the vehicles they they need something to make them yeah, viable I again. I don't know what you do there. You got to get really creative because minus one damage isn't enough. No, I, minus one damage feels like a band. Yeah. 
I think uh, you're right. Like, I think you're oh, right, Mike. We're just gonna I, I think you just on. You know, for for vehicles that don't have minus one damage, give them twenty five percent more wounds as a something, or fifty percent more wounds, or something like that. Yeah, and but also increase the stupid bracketing threshold so that. Just, why are we? I mean, like, why are we still bracketing vehicles, anyways? Like, why? Why even have that mechanic in the game anymore? Like, I get the fluff of it. Like, it should degrade as it gets done. Well, great. Well, templates for flamers were much more, you know, indicative of a flame weapon. That doesn't mean you know you have to have the a template or whatever in yeah. there in order to get the full effect of it. Like, let the you know. Let the game play out. Just let them operate the, the way they normally would. And, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like just do away with profiles except for units that really need the profiles. Knights, to me, stick out. Like, stuff that's really big should deserve to have profiles. Like, stuff like Land Raiders. Like, what's the point of the machine spirit if it does nothing? Like, I have to spend yep. stratagems for the machine spirit? Like, what, what the frick is the point of the Land Raider? Yeah, I, I just I don't. I I love vehicles. Uh, my my Eldar collection is primarily just Eldar vehicles and just enough infantry to, uh, you know, put on the table around them. But it, it's really tough bring, deciding to bring a vehicle like that into a meta where. Everything does so much damage. I can reasonably expect to be picking up half my army very quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, crap. Uh, against a lot of stuff, a unit of dire, a five-man unit of dire avengers is actually more durable than the equivalent yeah. points of the vehicle. Yeah, just because it's... they have an equivalent save. That's just it. Does that's not right. It really isn't right. Yeah. So uh, I'm hoping. I don't expect that they'll fix it tonight. Um, no. There were two. There are too many codexes out. We're too committed. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for them to make a a drastic change like that. But maybe in tenth they'll adjust the rules around vehicles, make them a little more durable. I mean, at least the the good news is we don't have to wait, wait that long. I, I think tenth edition is probably, <laughs> I mean, a year, a, a year or so away from getting announced. Yeah. So how long has ninth been out? Uh. So when did Ritual of the Damned come out? Dang. Because that was right before tenth was announced, and then it, that summer it dropped. So Ritual of the Damned, I want to say, was 2019. Let me see. Yeah, Ritual of the Damned was November of 2019. So it's been and then two at LBO, and a half years. Yep, so at LBO that year, they announced uh, 10th edition, and it dropped the following summer, right? You mean 9th edition? Or Yeah, sorry, 9th edition. So yeah. it's been two and a half years. So 8th edition came out in 2017? 2016, 2017? Uh, thereabouts, yeah. So yeah, that's about two years, two two and a half, maybe three years. Call it three years. So we I feel are like our probably are accelerating. Well, they have to. I mean, everything everything operates quicker. 
So yeah, they have to keep up. They have to keep refreshing it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. I mean, I, I, I mean, unless they decide to do another um, psychic awakening type campaign, which they could totally do, but maybe not quite on the same scale as like Vigilus or uh, Psychic Awakening. Or, yeah, um, I mean, they could, and generally, that's how they sort of prepare things right. for a new edition. Right. Um, I'd be you know, curious yeah, I mean, I think uh, they probably looked at the the Vigilist stuff, and the, it was very clear that the formations stuff that they had in there, or generally the 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 special detachments that they had, were uh, way. It, it still had the same problem that the formations had in Seventh Edition. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, they're having a hard enough problem balancing the codexes right now with point costs, so I can't imagine that they'd be able to, you know get something like that rolled out and not you know, completely upset the game. So. Yeah. I, I guess they really wish they would uh, I, I'm not sure who to blame here for the <laughs> ridiculous codex creep the last six months. Because it seems like every time I, I log into Discord or Reddit, it's just like Oh, yes, and this new codex just came out and completely upset the balance of the game. They have a 75% win rate and everything is awful. Like, oh, okay. And then nothing can be worse than that, right? No, sir. And then no, sir. You, you, a month you, are, you are not gauging the absurdity of this. It's like they had 90% win rates. 90% win rates. Like, this is... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's that bad. I don't know what they were doing or what they were thinking. That, yeah, it's like, just, who missed this? How did you get it this wrong? That's kind of it, yeah. like I don't mind stuff being a little strong or a little too good, you know, that kind of thing. And, and for most of ninth edition, that's how it's been. There's been stuff that's come out and it's been like, ooh, that's yeah, that's really good. They're going to take a lot of them. Great, you know. But generally, you could be like, okay, I've got a, I've got a plan. I, I, I know how I could deal with it. The stuff just kept getting worse and worse and worse, and now we're we're at a point where stuff was it was just so bad. It's just like I, I got nothing. I can't, I can't do anything against that. It's just way too good. I mean, it started. I think Crusher Stampede was kind of like the first thing where it was like that, and then you had the Herodule and you know all the crap that comes with that, and all these tough monsters. It just now you've even got the debate about whether Crusher Stampede is still legal and the Leviathan supplement is still legal uh, in light of the Codex. Uh, that would be a good question. That's kind of a mess too. I mean, I, if I was being a reasonable person, I'd probably say no. Uh, I because think that's were... what, yeah, I think that's what most of the tournaments have been doing so far is just been saying, look, no. Crusher and Leviathan are not allowed at this point. And, yeah. uh, you know, if this, so look, Games Workshop, if this is how you're going to do the balance for the game, if you're going to own the competitive rule set, you have to also own the side that your, your responsibility is to make sure that it's clear what rule sets are valid and which ones are which ones aren't and you have to be able to look at stuff like this where if you release a supplement like crusher or the leviathan update 
and you don't FAQ that day one, that's, that's a huge miss on your part. Like you, yeah. you should be identifying those things right away and making it very clear to the player base that this codex replaces that stuff that's there. Um, or, or even least, better, include yeah. in the codex saying <laughs> any supplements written for previous versions of this codex are not designed to be hey that's <laughs> this version of the codex like a, a single like sentence yeah. just include it in the like the first page when it's t- talking about how to use this book yeah. and that way if anyone tries to do anything funny all you, the person has to do is turn to page one yep there it is and i give a little bit of leash here like i understand that balancing a game with however many armies and sub factions and sub rules and interactions that it's a monumental task to do that. But there yeah. is also, a, there is a, uh, there, there's a realm of expectations here for stuff that's coming out that, that it's kind of like in software, we expect stuff to at least work, right? Like the stuff that's coming out here for the game doesn't even work. It's, it's kind of like, this is so broken. Like, how did you guys miss this? How, how was it this far off? Um, and, and I mean, my hope is that they fix that. They fix that process and they stop, uh, releasing codexes that just completely, uh, you know, upset the balance of the game and, and generally upset the enjoyment of, of people trying to just get out, have a fighting chance and play the best game that they can. And you know what, if I play an amazing game, I hope that that somehow, should be reflected in in the balance of the game to say, hey, reward me and and give me the win for that. Um, yeah, you know that's. I think that's generally what most players expect. So, you know, if I have to play my best game and that's still not enough, that's something's wrong. And I feel I feel that that should be the case for every army. Um, you know, Space Marines. I'm not a. I own Space Marines, but I'm not a huge Space Marine fan. But look at the fact that space Marines are the poster child for the game and they are struggling mightily right now. And I ever see anyone that... take a hammer fall bunker <laughs> $60 fortification. I've never seen anyone actually play. And that's a brand new unit. Yeah. It's a brand Armo. new unit. It looks like it was very cool and it's just can't be used. What about the land speeder storms? Or the, the new, the, what the, are they? The, yeah. The big, so big I, land speeders. Yeah, I actually saw somebody take those. Um, they played you, I think. Is that uh, yeah. Dragon's Lair? Yep. Uh, it's playing Salamanders. Yep. Yeah, they uh, weren't very good. No. <laughs> <laughs> this was right when the Thousand Suns Codex came out. Yeah, the, those, uh, those land speeders were not very good. I think yeah. he, even at the end of the game, was just like, yeah, no, I was thinking I'd try them, and uh, I don't think I'm going to try them anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's the problem though. You're paying yeah. vehicle points for a thing that can't do vehicle work. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't, not I don't know. not good. I don't know. They they gotta they gotta figure something out with the vehicles. You might be right in that the wound count somehow in there needs to get realigned, but I don't know. I mean, I, so again, they're, if they're expanding the infantry ones, then they need to expand, sort of continue the decompression all the way up yeah and but the thing is while they're decompressing the points and the wounds and making things like sort of better they still need to make those things capable of 
dealing damage equivalent to their wounds or their points. And that's where we, like, I, I always, that thing I like to harp on about one wounded army versus two wounded armies is they have not done a good job of increasing the damage output of models as they've increased their survivability. Yeah, so essentially everything in 8th edition was balanced around the Marine. Or in, in generally in ninth edition, it's the same thing. All of your yeah. balance radiates out from your Marine, relative to your Marine. And mm -hmm. your Predators and Rhino chassis vehicles, when, when they rebalance the Marine profile, they did not rebalance the Rhino and Predator profiles either, or the Land Raiders for that matter. Uh, and and they should have been. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Hundred percent. Codex base. Is it Adeptus Astartes now, or is it Marines? So I uh, think that we're we're starting to see them sort of come to that realization um, with the adjustments to the Chaos Base Marines, with them getting so many uh, three attacks on a model that will most likely be cut out with a close combo up into some variety um, is yeah. a good sign. This Intercessor? Yeah, there it is. So an Intercessor, uh, the, the Primaris basic troop, has it's 20 points, standard Marine profile, two wounds, two attacks, three up seven. But their guns, damage one, damage one, Damage one, damage one. I mean, it's not until you get to special weapons and these Stalkers. heavy yeah. weapons, the stalker bolt rifle, that you get to damage two. But the problem with the stalkers is that you don't, well, get enough shots to be able to deal with anything that isn't right. Uh, so I don't know what if there's a good answer here, but that's why like you used to see people take like four or five squads of intercessors because they were able to deal with four to five squads worth of intercessors with the damage. Uh, it's just they're much thousand suns I've complained about it as well. Our damage is tapered off while our survivability has increased, and because our yeah. points went up, but our ability to deal damage didn't. Yeah, uh, we scale poorly. Yeah, it's interesting because if you remember at the beginning of the ninth edition, the stalker was one of the core things that they they kind of they used as their key, like, hey, look at what's changing in ninth edition and stalkers are going to do damage. Yeah. Which I mean, at the at the time, that was really good. Yeah, it was really but good. It's just now everyone else has gotten their upgrades and suddenly uh -huh. it's like, huh. Well, yeah, you didn't know that they were going to give like every dreadnought and hellbrute and similar thing in in Dark Eldar minus one damage to just completely negate that. Yep. So. So. And then we get to transhuman and transhuman hits and you know stuff with permanent transhuman built into it and you know it's kind of like they just they they kept. <laughs> They kept asking, uh, can we, 
and they never asked, should we? <laughs> some of these rules, like, can we just go ahead and put transhuman on this unit? Like no stratagem or anything, just put it in there. And that's, that's the rule. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We can do that. So I, um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm hoping that they sort of, we get to the point where everyone's got the codex and then, all right, we can sort of see the lay of the land realize that okay we have problems here we have with problems here we have problems here so and I, I i do think that they are recognizing some of the problems that do exist i do think in thousand suns specifically well look <laughs> mike we even completely forgot about the whole the whole zangor army of renown that came out like oh wow yeah i mean just put that into perspective though it was such a joke. I mean, I'm just going to be gentle here. It was such a joke that we forgot to talk about it here at this whole episode. I'm going to be completely honest with you. We literally forgot to talk about it here because it's so bad. Um, I mean, not only that, they don't even get the armory, army of contempt rules that uh, the rest of the... the yeah, because they took Heretic Astartes away from, yep. from Sankors. <laughs> it's like, what is this? It's like, I don't even... what. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how to explain it. It's just, oh my god! I've just, I've locked it away in my brain. Like it's the rule set is so, it's so bad. I just, oh, uh, I don't I know. Mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe it'll come out and it'll be a secret, like a, a secret, a sleeper hit, and some crazy guy from Zangors become one wherever. point per model. Well, you uh, can run 2,000 Zangors. Oh, man. No, 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 no. But they need to get, get give it a stratagem that lets them... Um, oh, what's it called? The, the the stratagem that used to be able to bring cultists back. Tide of Zangors. Yeah, Tide of Zangors. Whereas it's like, oh, no, you killed 19 of my 20 Zangors. I guess I'd better... Tide of Zangors. And then suddenly there's 20 more Zangors uh... on the back line. It's like... Hi guys, like, and uh, just if if that army what? of renown does not have a tide of Zengors type stratagem or ability, I will be incredibly disappointed. Okay, so hold me out for a second. So you're looking stuff up, obviously. Croot, look up Croot. Oh yeah, how I love bad Kroot. are how bad are are Zengors relative to Croot? right now zangors are actually better than crude if you really, really? get into it oh yeah so the problem with crude is that they so they have rapid fire close combat weapons but they can shoot yeah this is that they've, they've got strength for rapid fire guns they have like 24 inch range. yeah but they deal one damage no ap um and they're they're like cultists pretty though. cheap but they have a toughness three they have no armor okay and, <laughs> The, uh, Are so they you can five a, points a model? I think they're like seven. I can pull it up. I've got the... the yeah. That would be ridiculous, actually. Because that sounds worse than cultists. Let me see. This is why uh, I was saying look it up. Yeah. Tau Empire. Data sheets. Crude. Tau Carnivores. Okay, they are six points a model. They are ballistic skill four. Okay. They strength four, toughness three. One wound, two attacks. They have a six-up save. So basically, cultists with 
better strength. And uh, and so they well, have four one. or five. They hit on uh, fours, they hit on fours. Right? Yeah. Uh, so in close combat, the recruit rifles are AP minus one. Wait, in close combat, their rifles are minus one. Yeah. Okay. They can fire their rapid their their rifles in combat. Well, no, they they have a shooting profile and a close combat. Uh, okay, so yeah, okay, so you get a little AP in close combat. You hit on fours. You're stronger for one more point per model. Yep. That's actually Movement. I I actually if cultists had AP on them like that, I would take cultists all day long. Yep. Um, and Zangors, have... Zangors are seven points a model. All right. Yep. Hit on fours, uh, T4, five up in bowl. Evidently, I have not bought the new Tau Codex. Oh, no. Oh, no. I what guess have you I done? should. What well, have you done? Looking at my app. He's just like, he'll tell me the stats and uh, what how many have points you done? are they. But I, I have enough. Oh, Michael. Hey, I. I have enough fruit to run an entire crude army. I was really excited about it. And then something happened and I forgot about it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep, I have crude hounds. I have, sh- I have shapers, carnivores. I even managed to scrounge up a crutox rider. Carnivores are the troops, right? Yes. And they're just the dudes with the rifles. Got it. Yes. Yeah, they're, si- they're six points a model. They hit on fours. Strength four, T three, one wound, two attack, two attacks. That's yes. nice. That's nice. Yeah. So relative to cultists, they're good. Are they Zangors? No. No. No, because you get to you have your inborn save, your T four, your strength four. You've got actually quite a bit going for you there, relative to that. I I think, yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah. It does suck that you're hitting on fours and, and all that across the board. You only have one attack. I mean, they could have at least given them two attacks. That probably wouldn't be out, out of the uh, out of the realm. Yep. But uh. But I mean, the whole. Uh, let's talk about the army of renown here for a second. So the army of renown basically gives everything what a five up invul, and it, uh, lets you, it lets you basically give um, chaos fun five up invulns. Right. Yeah, I thought it did something funky though, because it only gave certain things a five of it. It was weird. Uh, yeah, because it was Arcana Astartes, I think, is what it did. That's what it targeted. Uh, let's look this up real quick. Because the big thing was that, yeah. Yep, so it's touched by Zinch. So models in this models in this unit get a five of invul. Each time so it basically just applies to everything in the army. So everything gets a five of invul. Yeah. You so can't it says include cultists. Zengors, Chaos Spawn, and Psychic Leaders mm-hmm. receive touched by Zinch. But that doesn't include things like rumors. Which is terrible because everything already had a five of invul. But now they don't. The five of invuln save uh, for Thousand Suns comes from our yes. legion ability, right? Yes, it does. And they, you know, ironically, with Zangors and Rubric Marines, they took the five up invuln out of the profile. That's that's fine. 
Yeah. So the question is, I assume that we're will we lose Brotherhood of Sorcerers as yes. their detachment ability you do. change were touched by Zinch. You do. Which would then mean that we potentially the Arcana Astartes are not gaining the influence save in this detachment. Unless not just they, that. Not just that, but you lose access to a to a tree of psychic powers. Yep. I mean, assuming they don't get access to another new one off to the side, which then again is probably as bad as these rules are. Well, I'm assuming that we're going to at least let us take some variety of psychic uh, HQ because yeah, the priests you get your normal, yep, yeah, you get so your normal we, HQs. It, it's kind of like, look, you load up on your, your you, you're not really taking rubric marines. What you're taking yeah. are Zangors. So the idea is that you don't, you're not restricted to, um, you're not restricted to like one Zangor unit per rubric marine or something. It's kind of like this is the other half of the army. This is their rules and their half is good. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that the entire army gets a first round battle round advance is kind of interesting. It's neat. It's not great. They don't move that great to begin with. You can't advance and charge. You can't really, I think you're losing access to warp time. I think. Yeah. Uh, I forget which which uh, tree was it. Let's see. Because it's in the restrictions, right? Was that at the top? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because in here... Yes, so... Uh, such as their mutant savagery that the packs can't include vehicles, demons, or cultists. Have to use the discipline of change. And if I remember right, the discipline of change might not include that. I, I can't remember which one has which uh, anymore. Let me see. Let's see. But losing, losing uh, the ability to warp time would hurt pretty bad. Discipline of change does not contain temporal surge. It's discipline of vengeance that has temporal surge, which is warp time. So that's even worse. So you gain an army-wide like pre-game move. whoop de doo That's basically all you've gained. You've, you've yep. lost a tree of psychic powers. You've lost access to a bunch of other stuff. Like you can only take uh, Zangors, essentially. You, sure, you can put Scarabacult in there, but with Scarabacult, I mean, Empiric Guidance. You don't have Empiric Guidance on your Scarabacult anymore either because that's also Vengeance. So why are you taking Scarabacult then? It's just, it's... Oh. Yeah, this is There, there has limited. to be... There has to be another another tree of psychic powers in there that they haven't alluded, that they haven't revealed, and if there isn't, like this is hands down in the runner for worst army of renown possible. <laughs> yeah. No. So no demons, no demon friends. Nope. Um. Even... No, so you get a bunch of exalted sorcerers and Aramon going, what the hell are we doing with all these goat men running around? 
data sheets. So, uh, you can take a Mutalith Vortex Beast. Great. Um, <laughs> so, you don't yeah, get, you, you, do you get great cults? Uh, it, I mean, it, maybe. I'm just yeah, trying to see what you can even take in this thing. So, obviously, all three Zengor options. Um, all various... three, all three Zangor options. Yeah, That's various, awesome. Uh, I'm so HPs, glad we've designed an army of renown around three units. Mutalith, Vortex Beast. Oh, yeah, this is not looking good. No, it's looking horrible. Is oh, what Chaos Spawn. There we go. Best unit in the army. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this. Uh, this is bad. Downright, downright bad, man. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, uh, you can take Helbert's thing. Oh, great. Yeah. So it will not benefit from customized each. And you don't get Armor of Contempt either. It's kind of like they just <laughs> they just announced the Army of Renown. Like, hey, I heard you like Zangors. Try this new this new thing for Zangors. Oh, you don't like Zangors? Okay, well, we're giving the rest of your army, you know, ignore AP1. So, so okay. <laughs> Do you still want to take Zangors? Can I interest you in selling you some more Zangors? This Zangor bridge to nowhere? Yeah, I mean, they do still get uh, Kabulikers Kabul Ritual, so that's the thing. That's, that's great. They can awesome. revive goats. You can re-roll all your hits for two CP. <laughs> uh, I I just yeah I uh, I I don't, I don't have any words. <laughs> I don't have any words for how bad it is. I mean, just just what they have. I am not optimistic. <laughs> I mean. I'm a, a goat hater already, and I'm looking at this. And... I feel like I feel like they had this book, this expansion book coming out, and they were like, "Shit, we need another army of renown in here. Let's just throw something together for Zangor. Is there a thing, right?" <laughs> and this is this is what the intern came up with. Here we go. <laughs> I found a thing in this article I like. It links to the Battlefield Zone Frontiers terrain set. Which I actually like. There we go. There's a positive thing in this, uh, this article. Silver Linings. Now, that, Mike, you missed the best part. Did you look at the article when this came out, by the way? Oh, no. What? Okay. Do me a favor. Pull up the article. Uh, I'm looking at it. If you haven't. Okay. So, the restriction, obviously, is that you cannot include demons, vehicles, or demon engines, right? Correct. Okay. As you, oh, they fixed it. They fixed it. Oh, no, they didn't. No, never mind. So you scroll down, scroll down to where they're giving, a, like, you know, you know how they, uh, they, they want to showcase it. Well, right before you get to the Bray change rule, you go right up. They have this article or this, uh, sorry, this photo. And it's like, hey, check out oh. this Bray herd. Oh, but oh, what's yeah. that got? That has a Hellbrood in there. How'd that Hellbrood get there? I mean, the one I'm looking at has a, uh, Hell turkey in it. Yeah, hell. Oh, sorry, hell Drake. My there bad. you go. Hell I was Drake. like, hell brute. They can take. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, those are good ones, aren't they? Hell yeah, Drake. you can't take hell brutes either. Oh man. 
How'd that Heldrake get in there? I mean, I feel like the Heldrake thematically would work with the Zinger army. It's, it's bird-like. But, uh, but yeah. No, no, it's not allowed. No. No, no sir. No, you know what it really was, was the, the rules in, in testing, they had the rules really turned up, and uh, they found that the demon engines, demons, and vehicles just absolutely, like, walked all over Harlequins and Tyranids and Crusher, Crusher Stampede. They were like, nah, this is, this is way too good. If this is beating that, then no. <laughs> we got to tone this down, guys. We can't. We can't possibly release Zangors on, on the uh, on the denizens of uh, 40k. I mean, could you imagine if the Army of Renown was so good that you know your top tournament players were like, "I I need a hundred Zangors right now for, oh, for for the next event." Do you know how mad they would be if that happened? <laughs> the number of people who sold off all of their Zangors the second the edition hit was like. <laughs> Oh man! You know what's really sad too is they put Zangors in the Combat Patrol and the Hexfire box. Like they're pushing Zangors on Thousand Sun players so hard, and like they can't, they can't even make the rules good enough that people actually want Zangors. I will admit my Zangors from that box are still unbuilt. <laughs> I doubt they will ever be built. I have enough to play Silver Tower, and I require no more. Mike, I can't possibly think of this pod, this episode getting any better. I I don't. I, don't I think can. I think this is as good as it gets. Yep. I mean, this army of renown is dragging us down, David. We need to cut the cord. <laughs> we, we were we doing just... so good, and then, and then we remembered about this piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. This is heresy. Uh, I had such a good outlook on life before I remembered this army right now. Just you know, I, I think I had like at some level like purposely forgotten this piece of garbage existed. That was the whole, Just, that was the whole thing. Like literally, we get it. I'm not being sarcastic at all. We talked about the lineup for this show. Like, all right, we're going to talk about the data slate and we're going to talk about... The nights, all the stuff we're excited about that's yeah. coming out. It's like, no, you, you know, your army just got like a new a new supplement, right? Like, no, we're not talking oh. about that. <laughs> to, to any goat apologists out there, I am sorry that we're ragging on your army. You deserve better. You I, deserve better than this. I I cannot. I cannot get behind this. I don't want to be in the same zip code as this. <laughs> oh wow i don't know what to say i don't know what else to say i mean just well just i'm uh, glad rubric marines are good and i'm glad scarab occult terminators are good i know i'm right? glad i don't need to now paint up 100 zangors because they released some supplement that was that's what a i mean there's the silver lining for. right yeah it's like cynical highlight blue ink silver weapons yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's. Uh, I mean, the irony is, is that's how most people paint their Zangors, anyways. Oh sure. You know, at tournaments, the. Uh, I, mean, I really do appreciate when someone takes the time to really paint their Zangors, like all the armor details and everything. They are just ridiculously detailed. 
uh, yeah. all the little, you know, knickknacks and stuff that they have on their armor. It, it is really, really, really cool to see, but sadly that's uh, not very frequent. Mm-hmm. When you have to have so many of them. It's just, doesn't work out. No, it just doesn't work out. And chain swords. I mean, what what is the point of the chain swords and pistols? Like the chain swords do nothing. I mean, I think it used to be that cut an extra attack and you had a ranged option, but the Zengar blades are just so much better. Yeah. But and no rules for the shields and no rules for the bigger weapons, like just the uh, the, the, the chatterfowl or whatever that the bird's called. Wait, that's not on the Thinkers, that's on the character acolytes. Yes. Oh well. Yes. My point stands. Why why can't we have that? That's so cool. I mean because we can't have nice things. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, well, we can do nothing wrong though, right? I mean, as long as we hold in our heart that Magnus did nothing wrong. We, we can do the things that are wrong, like we bringing do. up this article. But Magnus, he did nothing wrong. No, he did nothing wrong. No. He's still on the bookshelf. He's still in yep. reserves. He is but he's not doing anything wrong. Across the room at me, surrounded by clowns. Yeah. It's a fitting <laughs> punishment for his terrible ruslet. <laughs> I am sure he is in a bunch of people's display cases at the moment, just collecting dust. And looking and, pretty. And looking pretty. That's right. And and that is, I think, where he's going to stay for most of the ninth edition. I expect so. Yeah.